Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 155. I am your host, the Tom Alexander. Joining me, as always, are the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Hello, Tom, and a wonderful evening to you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And the vocational Chris Vu. Hi, Chris. That Rick already are broke it, so he he let on that it's the evening, so I can I'm allowed to say good evening, right? <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> I made a conscious effort not to do that this time. Right, <laughs> oh, you know. I always like to keep you on your toes, Chris. Uh, this is how I do that. It's not through randomly texting you or pretending to be your friend outside of the show. It's doing dumb shit on the show. And I'm sorry. I'm not a good person. <laughs> I'm a bad person. I'm not, I'm not sure what, what avenue we just turned down, but it's I a sad one. It's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> My way, to, ways is telling me we need to take a U-turn and go back the other way. <laughs> and get back to the show. Yeah, let's get back to the... Let's get away from Rick's therapy and back to the show. Well, um, it all started about yeah, 20 uh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, so, uh, yes, as, as the boys alluded to, it is the evening of Sunday, November 11th, 2018, as we're recording this. Uh, I is it Happy Veterans Day? I mean, and Memorial Day is not happy. No, I, Veterans I, I Day, would say I guess, Good Veterans Day. Like that's Veterans always a way Day. to go. Yeah, yeah, a Good Veterans Day to you all. Like, if you are a veteran, thank you. Well, yeah, right. Uh, thank uh, you too. Lots yeah, of that. that's that's a good one because 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 you people did what we were not brave enough to do. We can monkey around on the internet. So thank you. <laughs> Shut up, Rick. <laughs> Interesting choice of words. Oh, that's Lord. all I'm saying. Don't wow. start in honor of it's our new glorious leader. Only, only well, using, not... using that word in and of itself is not a trigger word, okay? It has to do with context. <laughs> saying Chris and I are not your typical cis men, Tom, unlike you. <laughs> what does that even mean? Huh? I don't know. I read it on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So is is Veterans Day always the same day? Veterans Day is always November eleventh. Is always eleven uh, eleven. Yeah, okay. always eleven yep. eleven. It is uh, observed on the uh, the closest Monday, generally. Like so, tomorrow is the federal holiday. Like there's no mail tomorrow. Um, I think the banks are closed tomorrow, also. Yeah, but I still got to work. So yeah, most most people still got to work. Yeah, not patriotic yeah. at my job. <laughs> most people but. still have to work, um, but it is it is observed tomorrow on the twelfth. Uh, but it, always eleven eleven because today is Armistice Day, the end of World yes, War One. That is correct. Yeah, World War One. Yeah, the end of World War One, which ended a hundred years ago today. Yep. So, in the 11th hour of the 11th month on the 11th day of 1918. <laughs> this has been Fresh Air on NPR. <laughs> Good evening. I'm Ira Glass, and this is <laughs> this Fresh <American> Air. Life. <laughs> yeah, no, it is not that. This is those two jerks, <laughs> and so we must get back to the inanity. Um, we, have, we have quite a few things to get to this week. 
In case you're keeping score at home, as I said, episode 155, that means this show and seven more seven, seven, after this. 162 minus 55. That's, yeah, uh, that's yeah, seven. Yeah, seven yeah. is the answer. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so this show plus seven more, and that's all she wrote. Um, so that being said, it is time to check up on the mythical ten seals. <laughs> If the ten seals, if any one of the ten seals completely opens before the end of the calendar year, then we may get a reprieve. <laughs> However, whoever designed these prophecies designed them to be difficult. I'm not saying who that is. However, uh, let's look at them. So, one, Pete Rose getting into the Hall of Fame. No change. Did not move up or down in this week's poll. <laughs> Even after a strong showing at yeah. home. Even, yeah. even, even after a homecoming victory over a conference <laughs> opponent did not move. Um, number two, UCF winning the college football playoff. That one seems to be getting further and further away as the goalposts <laughs> continue to be moved further and further away, further away. <laughs> by the college football playoff committee. Uh, in case you missed last week's mini-sode. <laughs> where where Rick and I basically ranted and complained about the college football playoff for mm, an hour or so. <laughs> it was time, Tom. We both have been sugar, <laughs> sugar footing around yeah, on was, that one. Yeah, so. it was, there was there was a long release. It was it was the the <laughs> Sam and Diane getting together, the David and Maddie on moonlighting, get having sex episode of those two jerks. It was just can you, can there you was a years a, of slow burn there. Can you could you just make a reference from the last? 25 years tom could you please no. <laughs> you did a moonlighting reference and a cheer those reference. are the two most Would famous ross ones of those ross and rachel thank you yeah, but that was that, like that, but that wasn't that a slow burn that was like a, ago, that was a year and a half of of slow burn and then a bunch of crap after that that's not the same thing anyway okay i digress okay. i digress so a brief check UCF, as of the last college football playoff rankings, was 12, meaning they would need uh, a miracle, some help in front of them, and the Lord Jesus himself coming down <laughs> and telling the committee to put them in the top four in order to get into and win the playoff. No closer to happening. <laughs> um, let's see. Major League Baseball shutting down. As we mentioned in the last show, they did cancel the World Series this year. So... No, no. It did not happen, Tom. Shut up. I was trying to see if Chris would take the bait. Oh. Well, no. <laughs> um, I work for a company that is based out of Boston, Massachusetts, ah. who is uh, most of upper management and middle management, for that matter, and middle upper management all stem from the great city of Boston. So... Many an email, many, uh, you know, yeah, just company-wide messaging, just all kinds of silly Boston things. Disgusting. So I knew full well that it happened quite quickly. Do you work with so. any of these Boston people, like, directly? Do you see them every day? No. Oh, but... okay. Because I was going to pay you real money to wear a Tennessee Titans something to work with. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, but if if it won't if it won't twist any knives in anybody, yeah, then it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, then no. Work with a bunch of baseball players though. That I mean, but they're all 
from Florida. So yeah. So let's see. Uh, so MLB no closer to closing, ish. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Let's see. President Trump uh, agreeing to leave the NFL alone regarding the anthem. He's been quiet on this topic for a while, but he hasn't agreed to leave them alone. We haven't. We haven't got verification that this has come to pass yet. No. No. So. Um, we have John Bones Jones passing a drug test, any any drug test, even if it's a urine test to work at Walmart. Um, and uh, well, that may happen in December. That is dangerously yeah, close. Just, dangerously yeah. close. However, but... the longest the uh, is it like like inactivity testing or out of season testing, or the cases depending on when they do that. Is he? Uh, it's just it's probably not going to happen. Like he'll, pro- he's gonna come back. He's gonna fight. He's gonna win. He's you know everybody's gonna be trumpeting this like redemption for him, just like last time. <laughs> so wonderfully knocked out Daniel Cormier, but nonetheless, some illicit drugs in his system. Just the man can't help himself. So it's uh, yeah. <laughs> He's just, he's never going to let me, he's never going to not let me down. <laughs> Is he ever going to give you up? Is he ever going <laughs> to? Wow. I'll stop there. Wow. Okay. So the next one, Vanderlei Silva allowing Usada to drug test him. No change. That has gotten no. no closer to being reality. We know that that's just not happening. No, pretty much. No. Um, let's see. Warner brothers announcing that they are going to officially reboot the DC movie universe. No change. No change. We do know that they're uh, doing reshoots on Shazam as we speak. Oh, God. Well, yeah, I don't know. that's not, normal. Not what was the term? Um, photographic or foot. What? Secondary <laughs> photography or secondary, something? Yeah, it was some sort yeah. of like euphemism. Yeah. Well, because the reshoots always happen. We've been over this on this show. People like to sound the alarm over reshoots. They're not always a bad thing. Um, and we do know that Aquaman is currently coming in at a fairly lengthy running time, but that's about all we know. <laughs> 17 hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's an epic. It's the entire lineage of Arthur Curry. It's like Roots, but under the water. I would be very into that. <laughs> I know you would. I know you would, because you liked the Green Lantern movie, and that says it all. Ow. It really does. Continue. Though. Does it not? Continue, jerk face. <laughs> does it not? Uh, let's see. That was what, seven or eight? Uh, we have uh, Effie removing his face to reveal he's really Ric Flair. No change. Not, no not change. any closer to happening, but not any further away either. <laughs> there's a lot to do with the fact that uh, there's a lot going on with uh, the, the best wrestling title, and Effie's got a lot of bookings, and uh, my, maybe my whole gimmick has sort of fallen on its face because I can't get him to get on the phone because he's so goddamn busy, but that's okay. It's ah, good for him. Ah, he's yeah, yeah. good, good, good for him. Yep. So, uh, where are we? Did I miss one? I missed. You a just couple. said Effie. Keep going. Yeah, I know. I missed a couple. I think I'm at, I'm at eight. It's, it's like, it's like trying to watch grandpa figure out if he took his pills at it, the end of the day. It is. It is. Did I take, you got to tell me if I took the heart pillow. I can't take two of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I take two of those, I die. Uh. But if you don't take it, you also die? Yes. No, I could go a day it's without very, taking it. That's very no important. big deal. It's very important. <laughs> so Going a day without is fine. I can't go a day with and then with again, though. That's that's where you get, that's where you get killed. 
This is awful. What is what's <laughs> happening right now? Um, so we had we had uh, UCF, we have Pete Rose, we have Major League Baseball, Warner Brothers, Effie, Bones Jones, Vondelay Bones Silva. Uh, that's seven. Yeah, I'm missing. Are you three. really doing these off the top of your head again? Yes, you I am. No, oh because my God, no, you I have... man walks on Mars. Jesus. Oh man, walking on Mars. That's not happening. No change. No change. That's eight. And, uh, uh, how'd you just go from eight to eight? Wouldn't it be from eight to nine? No, I went from seven to eight. I skipped. Oh. I don't know. I'm all over. I'm all over the place. I'm just all well, over the accurate. place. That is an accurate. That is an accurate thing. Yeah. Look, man, senioritis. Okay. Senioritis. We just, we just had a riff on that. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Senioritis as in we're going to graduate soon and we don't care anymore. That's oh, senioritis. No. Uh, here we go. Uh, Kanye West releasing Yeezy Has a Sneezy, an album about oh, yes. single-payer healthcare. Uh, and that is the final one. And uh, that one, uh, no closer to changing. So there you have it, folks. There you have it. The, uh, the seals are no closer to opening. This is where we are. But there is, there is kind movement. of a change. There's yeah. movement on a couple... Sort of like they're jiggling, like Indiana Jones, like blew dust off one of the pages in the book. But well, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta kneel and then you then you roll for some reason. I never figured that right, roll part right, out. <laughs> right, and and in Latin it's spelled with an I instead of a J, so don't step on the J. <laughs> God, just obscurity. We're just just sinking further and further in. Hey, did they design it with the roll, or did they design it for like very short people who? <laughs> who lived Rock back in ancient times? They never explained that. That's people a good were question. much smaller back then, so it is entirely <laughs> possible. Yeah, nutrition, nutrition, right? Yeah, um, people were much smaller. It's possible. <laughs> All right, so movement. Uh, let's talk about UCF for a second because this weekend, uh, number well eleven in the polls that no longer matter this year, and uh, twelve <laughs> in the college football rankings as of this recording, uh, will face Cincinnati. Uh, this coming Saturday, and uh, they're getting getting a little bit of, uh, I won't say love, but notoriety. Notoriety. It. Yeah, uh, ESPN's College Game Day, their national pregame show, uh, is going to be broadcasting live from the UCF campus this Saturday, which has never happened before. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they're going to set up on the memory mall. So all these guys that bitch and moan and badmouth UCF on national television and on Twitter all the time are now going to have to come to UCF's turf and deal with all of the horrible signs and boos from fans. They're uh, not going to. No, and in fact, if you watched, well, it's funny. They're just going to go make complete asses of themselves because they finally get to be on television. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Right. But I will say that the UCF, uh, the UCF mafia, as it has become known, is quite well organized and clever <laughs> when it comes to these things. Um. But uh, it's it's funny because and uh, the game also has been moved to uh, 8 p.m. prime time on ABC. So it is yeah, the buddy. marquee college football game of the day, according to the people that determine television schedules, um, which, of course, has pissed off a lot of Syracuse and Notre Dame fans. Well, that game's taking place inside Yankee Stadium. And yeah, that that's something. It is a thing. But Notre Dame plays a game at Yankee Stadium like every year now. Mm. So it's no longer that big of a deal. And uh, and Syracuse being ranked for the first time since Donovan McNabb played there is a yeah. big deal to Syracuse fans. 
and that's yeah, about it's, all. It, it's a le- it's less of a big deal if you've been following college football at, at, at all this year and realize that you know Syracuse being ranked doesn't really the ACC is terrible. Okay, let's just all right. Yes, anyway. yes, the ACC is terrible this year. Anyway, um, so they chose to go to UCF instead of to Yankee Stadium. UCF puts its 22 game winning streak on the line. Play Cincinnati, who's in its division, is seven and eight and one this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And the winner of this game will get a berth in the conference championship game in a couple of weeks after that. Um, but it's funny, they ESPN sort of telegraphed this whole thing by the guys on game day were significantly nicer to UCF this past <laughs> weekend uh, than they were uh, in weekends past. Um, however, uh, Kirk Herbstreet, who is public enemy number one among UCF fans right now, um, when he did the video on Twitter to announce that game day was coming to Orlando, uh, got the name of the conference wrong twice in the video. <laughs> twice. Proving what did he again. call it? He I called mean, it like... the, it's the, the actual name is the American Athletic Conference, or the American for short. He called it the Athletic twice. He's a big old school Oakland I mean... fan. I, I guess, or or he's confusing it with that new sports website, the sports news website that charges a subscri- subscription fee, The Athletic. Um, but more likely, he just didn't care to look it up because that's how he rolls. But he's actually going to be calling the game that night as Ooh. well. Yeah, so he's not just going to be on game day. He'll be in the stadium for the game uh, later that evening. So it's a big deal for UCF. It does not mean, I think, by any stretch that they are getting any closer to the college football playoff. In fact, it may mean they're getting further away because it's the consolation prize. Yeah, here's here you go, guys. Here's your bone. Try not to, you know, shit on yourselves when <laughs> when the big boys are in town. Right. Because That's, here's the thing. Yeah. Cincinnati is very good this year. Yes. Um, they are the only other team in the American Conference to currently be ranked. Yes. And uh, as Tom alluded that and not alluded to actually said they have but one loss this year and UCF's defense has not looked fantastic. So a lot of people are predicting that this game may uh, get up into the four or 500 point scores uh, <laughs> as defense need not apply. Yeah. Well, Cincinnati's defense ain't bad though. So it's possible. It, it's, it's not, I mean, it, it's what is possible is that UCF who right now is an eight and a half point favorite in the game. Uh, it could break the streak. And Have they played before? Not this year. They've played in years past. But in college football, every year is different because oh, yeah, the players change. People. Yeah, people graduate. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, they played, they played last year, um, but they, they did not play this year yet. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, you know ESPN wants to be there to laugh and dance on UCF's grave if the winning streak <laughs> should end. Um, but you know, that's just my paranoia. Yeah. Well, that's like, let's say Cincinnati wins. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Okay. UCF loses. Yeah. Sure. Does ESPN give Cincinnati props? I mean, yeah, or, they will. Or they, will. they just like, you know, it's two who gives a fuck teams, you know? I mean, is, is that what it ends up being? I've never even heard of Cincinnati university or university of Cincinnati or whatever the hell. What's their mascot anyway? The Bearcats. Bearcat. Bear down. Bearcats. They, yeah. they can't even make up their minds about what animal they, yeah, they I choose. Don't, I don't know if that's a real animal, but uh, it's their mascot. So not like, not like a Pegasus, which is totally legit. Our mascot or is a, a knight, knight, sir. A knight Pegasus? A knight a Pegasus? <laughs> Pegasus? 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 
Which what about a Citronaut, Tom? We're, a Citronaut is not real. However, Chris Fowler really likes it. Um, yeah, it's a good shirt. Yeah. Um, but but uh, the the mascot is the knights. The Pegasus is just the academic symbol. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up. I want to know Ours. if a bear cat is real. <laughs> I mean, no. Oh, oh, it is. It is a mammal from Southeast Asia. Oh. Also known as the binturong. How how did that get into? Yeah. How did that they choose this? I don't know, because it only lives in Southeast Asia. It's probably one of those, like, just random... It's like the jackalope, right? Well, the jackalope's not real, though. I know that, but I mean, like, whenever Cincinnati was, like, established <gasps> by, like, the pioneers, they were like, what the fuck is that? And Here it is. <laughs> Here it is. Okay, so apparently they are very common in zoos because they're a endangered... Not endangered species, but a threatened species, so they're in a lot of zoos. And the Cincinnati Zoo has a very famous bear cat named Lucy that it brings to University of Cincinnati sporting events. So it has something to do with the zoo in Cincinnati. It definitely, I cannot tell whether it is neither bear nor cat. All right, then. Oh, wait a minute. That's a fucking ugly It's a chicken egg thing. In 1914... Cincinnati had a player named Bear and uh, a cartoonist and a cheerleader. Oh, a cheerleader created the chant. They may be wildcats, but we have a bear cat on our side. And so it kind of stuck. And then the Cincinnati bear cat was drawn in the school newspaper by a cartoonist. And uh, they became the bear cats. So they've been the bear cats since 1919. And in 2008... The zoo yeah. got the bear got a bear cat. So it's good that they're they're using that to to help with like endangered species. And yeah. That's yeah. very environmentally friendly. Good. But <laughs> but we digress. We've spent entirely too much time on UCF. So the other movement on the other seal is that uh next week the major league baseball owners are going to vote on whether to keep Rob Manfred as the commissioner. <laughs> How could you not, Tom? Well, they stayed open, so he accomplished his job. Um, <laughs> Goal number one, success. <laughs> um, he's expected to receive unanimous approval from all 30 owners, uh, and he would get a contract through 2024. Uh, they're also expected at these this week's owners' meetings to discuss... New ways to speed up pace of play for 2019. This is the same song over yeah, like, and over and what? over again. How much of... Yeah, like... Do they th- Nothing. Is, well, no, no. Yeah, it, like, it, you're putting... You guys are putting way too much thought into this. Or maybe I am. This is not about like actually trying to fix anything. This is just the illusion of fixing things. Just let's just hope that no one notices we're desperate to fix shit. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's kind of what it is cuz none of these will come to pass because the union will will oppose all of them. Right. Like one of them is the 20 second pitch clock. Um they're also trying to come up with ideas to limit uh defensive shifts which would increase scoring. Um, diminish the use this this new fad of using openers instead of starting pitchers where teams will start the game with a reliever 
who pitches a couple of innings and then kind of use a team of relief pitchers the entire game instead of using a starting pitcher. Um, and then decreasing the frequency of pitching changes, which goes hand in hand with the whole don't use relievers because you'll have to change pitchers more often, which slows the game down. Um, none of these yeah, are going to come to pass. None. The only thing that really would do it, like honestly, would just put a pitch clock on there. And like, just do that. Also, I don't mind defensive um, switches. I don't mind uh, gamesmanship when it comes to pitching. That's part of the game. If you can't like imagine, if you will, Tom, that uh, the NCAA decided that these insanely high up tempo offenses were just not helpful for the game. And they were, you know, causing blowouts and just not making for good football. So they outlawed that because you're not allowed to play football that quickly. Right. It makes zero sense. I mean, it takes the strat, you know, some of the strategy out of the game. Um, I don't know. Limiting pitching changes. I'm kind of okay with if it's a limit of say like, ah, you're allowed one pitching change per inning unless the other team throws a pinch hitter up there and then you can make a pitching change. I'm okay with that because it does make the last few innings of a game really, really slow if there are a lot of changes, especially when you have specialists who only pitch to one batter and then leave the game. That's a pain in the ass. It really does slow it down. Well, what if what if you split the egg on that one then? And instead of, uh, instead of denying the specialist come in to pitch to the one guy, they just don't get warm-up pitches. They warm up in the bullpen. You tap the arm. The guy runs in. He gets the ball from the umpire, and you said, go for it. Yeah, and the union will never allow that because they're going to say, somebody will get hurt. I don't care. I know you don't send somebody in. Yeah, somebody. Somebody will get hurt standing (laughs) at the plate. Like, yeah. Is there a way that the overall fandom of baseball, however shrinking that population is, just takes their nostalgia and takes their every bit of love for the game, you know, just to be a little cliche, mm. and just transfers it to another sport. <laughs> Is that possible? Like, just let the fucking I'm, sport die. Not Who anytime cares? soon. Like, it's, I mean, it, until they set the fucking baseball on fire and hit it with an aluminum bat with cool stuff happening out in the outfield like nobody's going to be like man let let's let's get this baseball action going like but however you know like so that that's the thing is like there are fans like y'all who see the end is nigh right <laughs> like we we all can agree to this okay and and you guys are speaking up in whatever way you are. And I understand that nobody wants to listen, but like, I I just don't, is it worth it to just keep the trickle of whatever IV fluid y'all got going and you know, that respirator plugged in for, for it? I mean, like, is there to the owners? It is. They're still making, you know, millions every year. So there for them it is. It's worth it to these players who are still making millions every year to keep the game around. I mean, you know, they want to stay in business. But um, I mean, like they, it's just. But it, it's like the the speak of chicken chicken and eggs. It's like you they won't change until 
people stop paying. And so it's like, I don't know. I, I, well, that's just it, and people keep paying. So that, that, yeah, that's the issue, I guess. So but, that's and it's also you have you have owners who want to change, and you have a players association that is was at one time the most powerful labor union in the United States. Period. Not in sports, in the country, it was the most powerful labor union, and still is in professional sports. Still, kind of is the most powerful union. So in terms of their leverage and their bargaining power, if they say no or wait till the next collective bargaining agreement, then, you know, they're impeding the game from changing. What but, benefit do they see from keeping this dude around? Like, I, that's... Well, that, maybe dude, I'm just missing that. Like The speed of games decreased by six minutes uh, this past season. So which games, is... Games on average, of, yeah. games on average did get faster. Um, they're making the, the owners are making money. They're making more money than maybe they ever have, um, because of a lot of different things. So, you know, they're going to keep them around. They, they, they see no reason to, you know, it's, it's not, the game is not as, as dying as Rick and I exaggerate it to be. <laughs> but okay. So Am I right, let's Rick? say that the. This the the rate of decay continues, or I I don't know I mean like you just said it though like the the ship is slowly slowly turning. Yeah, will it turn fast enough to like you know what is the the sort of like what is the the point of diminish or the the point of no return I guess like where. We're literally like it just costs them more to, to you know. Obviously, there's no. Well, we're we're like, we're decades. We are decades oh, yeah. away from baseball being unprofitable. Absolutely. Like we are absolutely maybe thirty or forty years of continued de- decreases, and there hasn't been a real significant decrease to even begin with, unless you're focusing on the same decreases that are happening in the NFL and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and there's um, I mean there's a decrease in cultural significance more than yes, there is a well. financial one. Right. Uh, right. The the amount of doom and gloom that you hear from two old school baseball fanatics who can't stand watching a game that they grew up with slowly but surely being completely and totally phased out of pop culture relevance. But that notwithstanding, it doesn't actually mean anything. Hmm. OK, I mean, because I, I guess there will always be. A certain amount of like nostalgia amongst like the country, like there will people always be wearing like Yankees caps and shit like that. Right. right. I, mean, like, I mean, that's still the most famous logo in sports. Even if people aren't fans of the game, they know that logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's that. I mean, shoot, Notre Dame's playing that game at Yankee Stadium this week, and they have those ab- abomination uniforms that they're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Basically combine their logo with the Yankees' pinstripe color scheme and script, and oh my God, they're awful. Nothing, nothing says Indiana quite like New York City. Oh, it's nuts. Chris, you got to Google those. That, that's, just, that's just, I don't even understand why that's happening. Well, because it's it's... A, variant uniforms mean selling jerseys, meaning profit. B, mm-hmm. New York City has a large Catholic population and no decent Division One college football program to root for. So a lot of people adopt Notre Dame. Also, That's because the they're... the nearest one. 
Well, it's not the it's it's not the nearest good one, but it is a the nearest good one is Rutgers, and they're not even good. They're terrible this year. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the nearest one would be Boston Rutgers. College and New York this year. Nearest good yeah, ones, no, Boston so College. They're not, they're not doing that. Um, but no, there's a large Irish population in New York and the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Uh, there's a large Catholic population in New York. It's a Catholic university. It's a famous brand. It's as famous a brand in its sport as the Yankees are in baseball. Um, so, you know, and for many years, it was nationally the most popular team in college football. That's not the case anymore, but it was. So mm -hmm. New York has a lot of Notre Dame fans. <laughs> and so now, if you're a Yankees fan and a Notre Dame fan, you can buy an $80 horrible jersey that combines <laughs> your two... Your two sports passions. I showed my wife a photo of those jerseys today. And she's like, oh my God, they're terrible. But 10 it years looks... ago, you would have loved them. It looks like a <laughs> soccer jersey, kind of. Or I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, you're looking at it. It's got the pinstripes on the sleeves, right? And it looks the like, a, like a lacrosse jersey, maybe. Yeah, it kind of does. It's awful. It's a, yeah, it's not the prettiest. I mean, I, I wouldn't wear one. <laughs> I would. I certainly wouldn't pay ninety four. This is from a guy who wears affliction shirts, so that should tell you that these things are ugly. That doesn't really happen that much. That's that's a mean thing to say, Tom. <laughs> and I'm supporting the sport, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it doesn't mean those shirts aren't ugly. So I'm sorry, your baby is ugly. <laughs> what? But, I didn't say um, the sport was ugly. Yeah. I, I was just... going to say from from one end of the world scenario to another. Yes, um, yes. There is, um, I guess, something happening in the biblical sense, Tom? <laughs> well, in a way, yes. Um, the new general manager of the New York Mets. Uh, let me get his name correct here. B.L. Zabub? <laughs> no, Brody Van Wagenen. Yes, that's a real name. It's is not that... made up. Bro! <laughs> yeah, that's... I'm, I'm picturing this fella in my head. Yeah. And I, I suspect lots of hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen a picture of him. I, now I'm curious. Uh, but he's the yeah. new GM of the Mets. A large gold chain around his neck. And uh, he he's saying that Tim Tebow will certainly start next season at triple a for the Mets mm. once his yes. hand is recovered from surgery. And here right. is, here is what, here's what makes this whole thing very interesting. You know what Brody Van Wagenen's job was before he was hired as the general manager of the New York Mets. Oh, it had to be something completely unrelated to anything Tim Tebow is up to. So, um, I don't know. Tell me Tim Tebow's agent. Oh, son of a bitch. I was completely wrong. <laughs> That's yes. quite the, uh, promotion right like how do you go from an agent to that i have no well, idea no well, idea when a man and another man walk into a room together and there's no video recording <laughs> evidence or maybe there is how do the mets feel about that like are they okay with that they hired I mean, him i mean like oh excuse me mets fans i guess oh like, the fans it, a lot like, of fans they... are pissed off about it mm. because he wasn't just Tebow's agent because he has to stop being T the agent now because he's a GM. Um, he wasn't just. <laughs> isn't that funny? Yeah, isn't that funny? He wasn't just <laughs> Tebow's agent. He was an agent for several other Mets players, including 
uh, Jacob DeGrom, their ace pitcher, whose contract is going to be coming up in a year or two. And yeah. so now Brody Van Wagenen, who has all this inside information from having been DeGrom's agent, uh, is now on the opposite side of the negotiating table when it comes to negotiating a new contract for DeGrom in a couple of years. So is there not a conflict there? Uh, I'm just, um, I'm interested to see how long the Mets go before they just need to fold. Like, <laughs> is it is it a conflict of interest or is he just like doubling down on doubling down? Like he's like, my whole paycheck at this point is like predicated on this dude doing well on the team that I now manage. So therefore they must also do well. Right, he's doing well in terms of performance, but it's also his job to get these guys for as cheap as he can get them. Right. Maybe he also... I, I don't know. I mean, like... It, it, did he have that impressive of a resume that they were like, you know what, this guy... He's the one. No, I think I think the Mets knew. I think more than anything, the Mets knew that they were going to have to open up the uh, uh, the floodgate to keep Degrom around, who is basically the only thing they got going for them right now, more than anything. And they looked around and they said, "How do we figure out a way to keep Degrom around, but not actually have to pay him? Because we don't want to actually, you know, do that." Um, also, because ultimately the Yankees are probably just going to walk across the street and be like, "All right, Jake, you want to come play for a winner now?" <laughs> So this was yeah. this was the easiest answer. I think they they looked around and they said, you know, we could just we could just get Degrom to re-sign with us by hiring his agent. And if he doesn't re-sign with us, his agent is going to tell everybody that maybe his arm isn't in as great a condition as everyone thinks it is, or whatever. It's it's a pretty bullshit tactic, but it's nothing I'm not surprised by. Yeah. And Chris, you were correct about the hair gel. I wouldn't yeah. call it an exorbitant amount, but there it's it's there. It's yeah, but there. it's there. But it's it, there. there's plenty. So I mean, like it's just it's bound to happen when your name is Brody, right? Like you <laughs> you damn your kid to that. <laughs> yeah, if you name your kid Brody, this is the kind of life that you're gonna see. Yeah, like you're yeah. right. You're right. Um, but uh, but yeah, somewhere in the Book of Revelation, it details. Uh, <laughs> Tebow's agent becoming the GM of the team, which means that <laughs> it, I mean, is it? It's basically as long as he hits above one hundred in spring training, he's gonna start, he's gonna break camp with the big club, I would think. Uh, or at it least was, by it, it, I give it, it has till been June. Foretold. I give it till June before it has been God's, foretold. God's chosen right fielder gets uh, his 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 only begotten left-handed power hitter. <laughs> Uh, ends up um, uh, in in flushing. I I can't wait for this entire event to just be over. Just okay. <laughs> He's in the major leagues now, everybody. Look, he did it. Yeah. All he, things are possible through the power of the Lord Jehovah. All right, great. <laughs> Fantastic. That we did seal it, opened up in the real world. We did. We did it, everybody. We're good. We we yeah. succeeded. We put a guy who didn't belong somewhere where he shouldn't have been, but yeah. we all did it. We all did it together. Everybody <laughs> went joined tonight. God. All right. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> like great. 
Tim Tebow's going to play in Major League Baseball and everyone's going to buy a jersey of his and it's totally not bullshit at all. And, you know, this doesn't make me feel like an ass for trying really hard as a kid and then not having a good right arm or something like that and being college football Jesus. And then I don't get to play Major League Baseball because of it. I'm not bitter or pissed off about any of this. Now, why would you think that, Tom? I don't even know why you're putting those words in my mouth. I don't know. I don't know, Rick. I apologize. Why, why, I why, you do, why are you being a jerk like that, Tom? I'm not mad. I'm not furious that some guy who barely has any talent whatsoever to play the game Major League Baseball is essentially being walked right up to it like a Supreme Court justice who has no purpose oh, being there. Oh, okay, okay. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Reel it in. Reel it in. Take I your mean, pill. Take your pill. Does Tim Tebow like beer? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not to get too political, but there, this is a real thing. Too late. Um, with, it's too late. No, 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 just with Supreme Court justices, period, is that a senator will vouch for them and bring them through the, the Senate floor. It doesn't matter who they are. Everyone has had this. The, the person who brings them in, basically. Uh-huh. That's more what I was alluding to than anything in my oh, oh. rant there. Okay. But, yeah, All right. most recent one. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, well, I mean, look, Tebow did hit 276 with, like, 15 homers at AA last year. So it's not like it was... It was like horrible, but he hit 056 in Major League Spring Training last year. Yeah, he definitely deserves to be there, Tom. He was and like, uh, you're he was an like asshole for saying otherwise. One for 19 in Spring Training last year. No, no, he deserves to be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it'll put some asses in the seats for a while. Yeah, people will be really excited to see that freak show happening. I mean, professional they athlete. They will. People will come from far and wide to the great New York <laughs> Mets Bible tent revolution. <laughs> all right, that's enough. It's gonna that's happen. A, that's all I can stand. I can't stand happen. no more. If you, if you donate, so like, if you donate now, you get some water from City Field. It'll <laughs> cure. The, it'll like, cure your ills. You said like Catholics, like big. Yeah, they love Notre population Dame. of Catholics uh-huh. in New York. So like they. They're like Yankees fans. Well, not necessarily, but they're Notre Dame fans. Notre Dame fans. Okay, so like, do the do the Protestants like they cheer the Mets on? That's why they're getting. <laughs> That's no. why they got orange in the logo. <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. That's actually that, really is good. Is that the deal? Like, um, I that's think, why they're getting Tebow. I think know, now like that's the case. I tapping think, into the southern side of things. I think nah, that, that I like. I like where Chris is going with this. This I, is good. I, I don't historically. I don't know that that is true, but I think now. That is absolutely the case, just like there were a whole lot of uh, Protestants and evangelical folks who were fans of the Denver Broncos when they drafted Tim Tebow. The Denver Broncos. Because there are a lot of people who identify with Tebow for his, you know, his religious views and his outspokenness about his faith and and his personality and his charity work and all of that. So it's it's sort of. He brings he brings a following with him that's independent of team. They just follow him wherever he goes. It helps though that they, uh, that he's wearing orange and blue now as he did in college. Mm-hmm. What are the so right, when going, he moves I'm... to like the NBA? What team is he? In? <laughs> the Knicks. The, the Knicks. Knicks. The Knicks are orange, and, orange blue and blue. Also, is it orange and blue? Yeah, you're right. You're right. The Knicks. Don't the Suns also wear orange and blue? They wear purple and orange. Purple, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's the sign of the that's the sign of the beast. Can't have it. <laughs> God, I can. Th- I, the oh, Knicks, that's too. The Knicks, that's too far. No, no, the Knicks would be desperate enough to sign him. They're, oh yeah, absolutely. The Knicks need a, the Knicks need a they need a road show for sure. <laughs> they need something. Chris Stapps is hurt, man. They need something. All right, I, I'm done talking about my pain. I want to talk about other people's pains now, Tom. All right, all right. So, 
Tell us about Shane McMahon. Oh, I I, I thought we were going to touch on Des Bryant's. Oh, yes. uh, Des Bryant's run of rotten luck. <laughs> Des Bryant was here. You go. This will be quick. Des Bryant, a uh, not, notable for being someone in the locker room that people don't tend to like, uh, had a cancer? terrible thing befall him. Cancer? Yes, cancer. Uh, you know, cancer is a good word for it. Clubhouse um, cancer. He was signed for the Saints, got onto the practice field for the Saints, and exploded his ankle. Thank you, oh. Des Bryant, and good night. Yeah, his so season is over. He's been sitting. If you haven't been following the story, he's been sitting out this season. Uh, the Cowboys cut him uh, after last year, and no one has signed him, despite his being a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Uh, but the Saints had a lot of injuries at that position. They picked him up this week, and before he could even play a game, he tore his Achilles. In training. In practice. In tr- yes, yeah. practice. That should never happen in practice. Yeah, well, I mean, but... Teddy Bridgewater almost lost his knee in practice. So Yeah, and that was, a non- that was a non-contact injury to Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. These that things was just happen. A freak accident. Um, but yeah, so uh, Des Bryant out for the season uh, before he could ever play it down. However, it's uh, it's leading the Saints to potentially sign UCF alum Brandon Marshall. Yay, Brandon Marshall getting a second chance or fifth chance. However, <laughs> we don't say these things out loud. <laughs> oh, all oh, right. Did I say that out loud? Sorry. So that's the Des Bryant story. But yes, let me let me regale you gentlemen with the story of the follies and 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 foot fungus of the WWE. Um, so as we discussed briefly mentioned, the WWE decided to have an event in um well, uh it, it, in Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Yeah. Um yeah. And right after the um we'll say untimely death of an American or a, not an American journalist. He was living in America, yeah. uh, but a journalist. Um, yeah. Well, they decided before this happened, oh, but God. they decided to continue having it after. Oh no, Chris, I guess you're not aware of this. This is going to get a lot worse. Well, I'm very well away. aware of the, the, are we allowed to call it a murder yet? Yeah, it's a murder. He was murdered. He, we just, oh, it's, okay. it's a murder. There is, there is some question as to who's behind it, but it was in fact a murder. Okay. So like we're, all right. Because there's all the, the alleged leads and all that nonsense. Yeah. But either way, yeah. so yes, yes, yes. Um, so anyway, while this was going on uh, and the WWE was trying to figure out how they're going to handle this, ultimately they decided that we like money. So they <laughs> went ahead and had the show. They said they were contractually obligated and they were going to honor their contracts. And somewhere Sharif Abdul-Rahim smiled and said, see, I'm not the only one. So <laughs> what? Because he wouldn't stand for the national anthem. Oh, that he would. right. Yes, I remember. Yes. Yes. Go yes. Ahead. It's 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 a hell of a reference. I'm aware. Um, it's anyway. no worse than any of mine. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so here we are. Um, we have uh, this event happening during this event before all of the troubles were announced. Um, they it was decided that there would be a um, tournament and the crowning of this tournament champion would happen at this show. Uh, at, at called Crown Jewel, and the crowning uh, will be for the best wrestler on the face of the earth. So there was a multi-man tournament with all the best wrestlers. Yes, it's made up, but just so bear with this, me. Gets... Is this like King of the Ring? Yes, very much so, but it specifically made for the Crown Prince uh, of Saudi Arabia because they really need they need that money, Tom. Man, <laughs> do they need that money? <laughs> got to Got to get it. Um, Make but yeah. that paper. Hey, you got to. 
You got to. Um, so that's what was going to happen. Um, but it became kind of obvious that nobody really wanted the title because, you know, that means that you're the best in the world. You're going to be crowned at this event and where bad things is it, all terrible. So at the last moment, uh, presumably at the last moment, I guess we'll never know for sure. But at the last moment, um, one of the competitors halfway through the match um, comes down with like a leg injury. Like, oh, no, I can't I can't continue my leg. It's totally buggered i'm done hmm. and everyone's like you oh just no use the word buggered uh yeah i, I watched uh Are i watched British that now? i watched justice league dark today um so <laughs> it's a really good cartoon um anyway he can't continue so what do they do well do they just award the best in the world titles some some jackass named dolph ziggler who didn't even win the belt no, no, they got to have an emergency last minute competitor, of course. of course. Silly. Why wouldn't that happen? And that person happened to be Vince McMahon's son, Shane McMahon. And Shane, who has wrestled from time to time, uh, got in the ring and within two minutes of being in the ring had suddenly figured out a way to pin his opponent and won the tournament. Oh, and is wrestling. now is now the best ever wrestler on the planet. Isn't that great? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> At the a... same event, by the way, um, to tie into other fight sports, uh, uh, Brock Lesnar re reclaimed his world title that he had lost uh, to Roman Reigns. As you're not aware, Roman Reigns had to uh, forfeit that title due to illness. He has leukemia. So he will not be wrestling anymore, um, at least not until he uh, fights off leukemia for the second time in his life. And we wish him nothing but the best, of course. But that's not really the story. Uh, the story is that Brock will be bringing the WWE big red belt, the universal title with him when he and Daniel Cormier square off, presumably <laughs> in the near future. That's not a joke. That's going to happen. Blurred lines. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so like. Does, if DC wins this, does he become the WWE's world champion? Well, isn't DC like uh, talking to WWE about? Uh, yes, he's going to be a color commentator. Uh huh. He's he's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was waiting on that. That's you what I was waiting for. Never got into this WWF shit, John Jones. <laughs> oh God, here we go. John Jones never did this. But. No, you know, you know what John Jones did do? Lines. Yes. <laughs> he didn't even blur them lines. No. He just did them straight up. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> I guess he, you know what, though? If he's tapping into other markets to, to grow that pie, then that's what a real champion does? Ish. I guess. I guess that's a good way to look at it. I yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just doing his job to market. This story right. is so great because not only do I get to laugh at people, but I also get to break Chris's heart just a little bit more, and that makes me happy. <laughs> I just here's the thing is though. Oh yes. I mean, it's just a, I, that's that's the noise, Tom. I live for that noise. Yeah, I told you about this. <laughs> I just don't like what. What is he? He's just planning on like losing to 
John Jones again. And then, like, running off to WWF the way, like, Ronda Rousey did. Is that what's going to happen? I mean, I just don't see what... I, I think he should, should just retire. Like he should just retire the heavyweight belt. Clearly, there's no one better than him. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess <laughs> so. It's. I mean, he hasn't. Re- he he fought Derek Lewis last week. Who? Yeah, both of them on 28 days rest. Thanks, fellas. That's definitely healthy. Yeah, I I don't know how the hell. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Is like all of a sudden with this new ownership of the UFC, you know, that took place in the past three years, like people are fighting a lot sooner. Like, I don't know how Derek Lewis got away with getting pounded on for two and a half rounds only to win with a, a big shot, where, which put the guy out. But he was literally beaten for, you know, almost 20 minutes straight. And then two months or yeah, 28 days later, he all of a sudden has a title shot, which surprisingly he lost. Right. Right. But anyways, I, I Maybe they are getting in WWF territory. No, they're not. They're just they just want to make money, and this is a a product that isn't exactly growing anymore. So they figure, why not just do whatever they can to make the money? Cross pollination, I suppose, right? Mm. Who's to say? Mm. Make that paper, son. Make that. Make paper. that paper, son. Yes, sir. All right, let's uh, let's let's move on before Chris cries. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on to the geek stuff, nerd stuff portion of the of the competition. Um, so, uh, uh, have you guys heard about this? Uh, Once upon a Deadpool. So I heard about it because you told us about yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about it a while back, and and it's mm-hmm. a real thing. Yep. We've got a poster now and everything. Um. A PG-13 version of Deadpool 2 yeah. is coming out in December into theaters, and uh, it will have some uh, new, newly shot framing sequences filmed with Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, and uh, Fred Savage reprising <laughs> his role as the sick little boy from The Princess Bride, and Deadpool That's... reading the story to Fred Savage in bed. That's... <laughs> so do Deadpool fans who are under the age of we're all 36 now, right? At at minimum. Yeah. <laughs> like, do do they get it? Like you know, like how what is the maximum age of a Princess Bride fan who's uh, going to like understand that? The movie this... the movie came out like 30 years ago. Ish. Yeah. 87, 88, something like that. Maybe 89. Um, so, you know, I would say the minimum age is probably, I mean, look, it's on TV a lot. It's part of pop culture, so I'm sure many nah, people... No, don't who, give me that. Don't give me that What? Shit. Wait. Here? Oh, come I, on. I mean... I, I'm not has... saying it's like everybody's. everybody knows it, but I'm saying there are people who maybe we're not born yet when the movie came out that are still aware of it. Uh, I, do you think it has a bigger or smaller following than something like the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Oh, much bigger. Much bigger. Rocky much Horror, bigger. Yeah. Rocky, Rocky Horror is a niche, niche thing. Yeah, yeah, very much a niche thing. Look, this is, okay, this, this is cute, and I think it's fun, but I also don't understand how the joke 
isn't just going to be like in the first five minutes. Well, like, shouldn't it, wouldn't this have served better as just sort of like a DVD extra? Yeah, like it's getting re-released. And here's the thing: is like people are gonna go see it anyway. Like we all, I mean, it's gonna make. It's only gonna be out for twelve days, oh, December twelfth well, through December twenty fourth. So the twelve days of Christmas. Uh, well, the twelve days of Christmas technically go through January through Christmas, 6th. right? Yeah. Well, through okay. Through Epiphany. Twelve days to Christmas. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's if I remember correctly, and I'm double checking now. I thought I read that it was gonna donate, like raise some money for charity too. Um. Well, okay then. I mean, I I don't know where I'm supposed to draw the line here, or if I should at all. It it seems like this is fun and cutesy and. It's a good way if it's raising there money to raise money. Yes. But. For every ticket sold, Fox is going to donate a dollar to a cancer charity because uh, to, to, oh, it will go to the fuck cancer campaign, which mm, for this particular effort has been renamed fudge cancer to stay in the, the whole PG-13 thing. 13, yeah. Um, oh, look, I think it's a, it's a funny thing. It is, it is a very Deadpool thing to do. Um, and if there's one thing that Fox has nailed throughout these two Deadpool movies and all of the stuff surrounding it is they get Deadpool and they get the brand for sure. Okay, so it's a, it's I'll a, give you that. It's a when very Deadpool thing to end? do. When does it end? It ends when people stop paying money. Yes. As everything Agreed. ends. Agreed. <laughs> as everything ends. All right, ends. so who's spending money? Are you going to spend money, Rick? Well, we know for a fact that Rick doesn't spend money, so that, that Rick is, doesn't spend money to go to the movie theater. That's for sure. For a Christmas thing, no less, right? Like, well, I mean, come on, I, that's that's totally against my people. We go eat Chinese food. That's the that's what yeah. we do. I mean, but you see movies, so how does that? I mean, like, is that like? Yeah, the, like it's the whole, it's towards like, the end of the tour. Thing. I'll explain to you some other time. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, and I'm I'm firmly on the fence about whether I would pay to see this. I'll probably just wait for the Blu-ray because I'm sure there will be. The you know a special edition Blu-ray with both versions of the movie on it, um, so I'll probably just wait for that. But I, it's a cool thing if Deadpool fans want to go, you know, go they can go. The movie's really good. I mean, Deadpool Two is really good. I'd be mm-hmm. interested to see uh, how they sort of incorporate. Like it seems like since he's supposed to be telling this to a little kid, that's how they're going to get around some of the more violent, vulgar things. He's going to be like, ah, let's skip that. And they'll fast forward through it or whatever. There'll be some weird thing that they do that will be funny. And given that the writers of this who have scripted these framing sequences are funny, I'm sure the gag won't get old because they'll figure out ways to put in references to Hugh Jackman and other things that will keep it fresh um, for, you know, throughout the movie. I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't know if it's worth my 10 bucks, but it, for some people it might be. So here's a better idea, though, right? If you're going to support the fudge cancer thing, take the $15 that you would spend on Once Upon a Deadpool and just donate it straight to fudge cancer. Yeah, there you go. Then they get more money instead of just a dollar. Yeah, but this is is a way to – see, okay, wait. Other side. This is a way to raise money. Like, you know, look at the the Ice Bucket Challenge kind of thing, right? Uh, uh If you could do something that gets people's attention – then maybe inadvertently or advertently, but not without letting them know, you will create a better world. So the uh, the ice bucket challenge definitely did that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they, it grew that pie. 
like exponentially. People know about ALS more. Yeah. Right. So maybe this is the same kind of concept. If we if we just try and hard to try hard to get somebody to notice, maybe they will. And because they notice, good things happen. Yeah. And I mean, look, Deadpool, the character is a cancer patient. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. And Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool like costume visits kids with cancer all the time. Like it's something that's near and dear to you know his heart as a performer and as a public figure. So it makes sense for them to do this. And no, it, it, it absolutely does. It just, it feels, it feels it like feels, a cash grab because it probably started out that way. It, 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 there's that. And then it feels a little get out of my, get out of my yard too. Like, I don't know. Part of me is just sort of like, I don't know if I like this, but <laughs> why? Because it's more know, just, mainstreaming of nerd things. There's that. And then there's, you know, like, yeah, you know, I guess that's it. It's just the nerd, the nerd, the the, the nerd rage of looking around going, why are you guys touching my toys? These are my toys. I've been playing with them for 25 years and yeah, you didn't like them. See, here's the thing, though. If your nerd toys are going to continue to exist, they need all the other people. Tom, I want you to try and explain that to the irrational side of my brain. Right, I want to been... one of these days. I'm going to try and explain it to uh, our friends on other podcasts who refuse to accept reality regarding Zack Snyder. And the DC <laughs> movies. One of these I like days. You, I like that you use the term friends. That's nice. Anyway. <laughs> it's, you know, like my like when politicians say my friends from the other party. They don't really yeah, mean that. That's more that's more like it. <laughs> I, mean, they, I mean, they don't mean that, but they don't want to say those dicks over there. Like, <laughs> hey schmucks, come yeah, here. <laughs> like, like those fucking people. Like they don't want to say that. So they say they say my friends on the other side of the aisle. That's what they say. <laughs> really what they want to say is those rat bastards. <laughs> that guy that guy over there. Yeah. He knows who he is. He, yeah, knows, exactly. he knows what he did. Yeah. He knows what he did. They don't want to say that. <laughs> you can't schmuck is not like part of decorum on the floor of the house. <laughs> Speaking specifically of political ventures, we're not talking about anything else. No, uh, no, 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 no. Tom. Yes. Um. Apparently, CBS really wants me to they buy want their shitty your products. Money. They want your money, specifically your money, so yeah. badly, right? They they are really coming hard to the paint on this one, man. <laughs> like, like tell, it's, they're the almost world. reaching their hand into your pocket to just <laughs> take it from you at this point. We're, we're going to take this now. <laughs> yeah, like, like we know we know exactly what levers to press for you, Rick Sussman, and we're pressing them all. Um, <laughs> so. Rick famously on this show has vowed he's not going to pay for CBS All Access to simply watch Star Trek Discovery. So uh, CBS, getting wind of this, decided then to bring back back Jean-Luc Picard for a show. Uh, And so Rick, who loves the next generation and loves Picard, uh, then sort of... He, he shifted a little bit more toward the, eh, maybe I'll do this. And now um, they're creating an animated series, Star Trek series, uh, from mm-hmm. one of the creators of one of Rick's favorite shows, Rick and Morty, yep. um, that is Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> and yep, it's only are. on CBS All Access. Yeah. So, Just, uh, like, uh, this yeah. is happening now, right? Like, this yeah. is... 
this is happening. Like they took you to the nice dinner. They played the music. They ordered the violinist. <laughs> and now like, it's time to put out. They, parked, they parked the Jeep on the beach. It's a really clear night. <laughs> the blanket's comfy. That wine is really good. Like it's it's time now, right? I mean, <laughs> we went and got those Rick and Morty assholes you love so much. <laughs> well, just the one, just one of the assholes. <laughs> I almost feel like Unicron is just like is the night, is the <laughs> night. Like it's I, I, Rick and really CBS like sharing this. a plate of spaghetti, each each sucking on that noodle until they just end up lip locked, like Lady and the Tramp. I I just I really I really feel like this is you know unfair and uh, <laughs> that I'm I'm being I'm being made a fool of. <laughs> and uh i don't much care for this honestly <laughs> no i think no, it's I great. so here's the thing though right yeah. is it is it a star trek product it is a star or is trek it a rick product. and morty product it's a star, it's a star trek product from the guy behind rick and morty so it doesn't it mean it's be, gonna be good well it'll right? be a, but it'll it, be those it's star trek and it's the sense of humor rick already likes and so now that's three exclusive star trek shows that are going to be on this subscription service um, but if, uh, if you're not, uh, familiar with this, it's going to be called Lo Star Trek Lower Decks. It's going to be about a half hour comedy that is focused on the, not only red shirts, but the support crew. So not the people who would be the stars of the Star Trek series, but all the but other all the, people uh, you see and, milling around in the hallways on one of Starfleet's least important ships. So not even like the enterprise or a ship that this, would be at the center of a show. This, this is, is like, like what happened, what happens on the stargazer before it all gets blown up. Right. And that really does excite me. I'm not even going right, to like that other ship that the enterprise meets with for a mission on that episode. And then they go away and you yeah. never see them again. This follows those folks and not only I, those folks, but the least paid and least important of those folks. I really truly want, to watch that show i do i i don't know i'm get. i've already got hulu now and netflix and uh and uh, uh prime and i i don't know how i'm gonna convince my wife um that we need something your, else wait your wife who has the star trek the next generation tattoo you're gonna have trouble convincing her of this you know you don't well, have you to, to get it you, five dollars a month chris i can probably afford it it's, with my platform well, money yeah it's like <laughs> seven or eight yeah but it's cheap it <laughs> it's cheap it's cheap so the show is gonna premiere i think next year they haven't God said damn. no they haven't said uh yeah they haven't said the picard show starts shooting in april 2019 um they're developing other shows also but they haven't announced those yet um so if you want to get a sense of maybe what this might be like um, there's right now CBS all access is releasing a series of shorts based on discovery until the new season of discovery premieres. And there's one that's coming up, uh, that centers around the Harry mud character. Mike McMahon wrote that. Um, he also published a book called warped, uh, a parody guide to the never aired eighth season of next generation. Um, that's official. It was released by Paramount a couple of years ago and it's a comedy. Like he wrote a, he had a parody Twitter account about what the eighth season of Next Gen would have been. And then uh, Paramount went to him and said, hey, can you do this as a book? And so he did this book. So, And he's a Trek fan um, and also funny. So 
Um, if you want to get a sense of what this might be like, those are two ways you can do that. And uh, in the meantime, we'll wait to see Lower Decks when it comes out, apparently next year. Um, but they're not saying what era of Star Trek it's going to be in or whether it's going to be meta and make reference to the weird shit that goes on in the universe or any of that. Um, which, because Rick and Morty is very, very meta. Yes. Yes. So, um, and they could go kind of either way. That could be I'm, win-win for them. I mean, like, it might... It's going to be win-win for me when I when I just sit there and marvel <laughs> at this. Uh, this is something I never thought I would see. I honestly thought CBS and Viacom and Paramount took Star Trek too ser- like so seriously they would never allow any sort of comedy thing in the universe. But they're, I think they're starting to recognize that a, if we're going to draw people to this pay service, we've got to have a breadth of entertainment available, especially if we want to draw in the Star Trek fans who, like Rick, who won't want to pay for just one show. Um, we've got to give them more, and we've got to give them variety. It can't just all be straightforward stuff. So they're opening up the universe a little bit. I think it's really cool. Yeah, and there's more to it than just that. Um, there's more to than what we only see. So, like... They're actually trying to tap in. Right. And that's great. Right? Yeah. That yeah I mean, that's good Good on them. I, I, okay, so the average Rick and Morty okay, fan, be all the do they the enjoy Rick and Morty so much that they would be willing to pay an additional $5 or whatever it is to watch this show? Probably. Some. Will it be enough to keep them watching it okay so like we have to play percentages right like what percentage of rick and morty fans are going to pay for this will be enough to at least pay off the show from a production standpoint yeah because it's not just rick and morty fans are drawing in you're going to draw in star trek fans who have been on the fence about the service because now they're getting not one but three exclusive star trek shows so the the goal cbs has said what their goal is is to have new Star Trek programming year-round on the service, just different shows at different times of the year. So when Discovery is on hiatus, then there'll be new episodes of the Picard show, or of Lower Decks, or of this con show that they might be developing, uh, that the rumor is that they're developing. Um, and, I mean, look, if any C- of the CBS, other things that they're working on. If CBS is just going to make this the the Star Trek network, like... We have lots of Star Trek shows and not just one. Then yeah, all right. I, you know, I'm gonna you're gonna get you're you're gonna get my money. Um, At least until you like see the shows and decide you don't like them. Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm still not overly excited by this coming off of my the the blood and sweat and tears of Star Trek nerds, but I also don't really have a lot of legs to stand on because here I am salivating at this opportunity <laughs> and uh, I've been made to look quite the fool. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, they've just, they've been flirting with you at work for so long and now it's just time. It's just time. Just lunch though, right? Yeah, it's just lunch, just lunch. at first. Just lunch. <laughs> get a free one week trial. That's that's lunch. It's just lunch. It's not a date. Not a date. But but they want your money. Um. All right. My wedding ring just slid off my hand. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Let's move on to another potential new series that's uh, in our wheelhouse. 
it looks like it looks like uh, CW is uh, developing yet another show to add to it is its growing slate of DC Comics programming uh, <laughs> because it's basically now they have a DC show just about every night of the week. And then after that is like Vampire Diaries or something completely unrelated. And, and, and you like know, this comic is the books one... and other stuff. Yeah, this, this is the one thing I didn't think we'd ever actually see. But here we are. Yeah, it's apparently going to happen. Well, it's close. Oh. It's close. So CW is apparently developing a Superman television series that will uh, follow the version of the character that appears on the Supergirl show right now. So um, Tyler, I can't pronounce his last name. I'm going to guess it's Hoechlin. Uh, he plays Superman on the Supergirl show. He's going to appear in the big CW Arrowverse crossover this season, which is called Elseworlds. We're also going to get to meet the Lois Lane of that universe. Uh, they just released a photo of the two of them together this week. And of course, they're standing in in an ice fortress. Like we can't we can't get away from the fucking Christopher Reeve movies at this point. Wait, aren't you okay with that, Tom? How are you not okay with that? No, I figured dude. you amongst all people would be I'm, totally fine. No, I'm not okay with that. I loved those movies, but those were 40 years ago. <laughs> 40 know, years ago. Move the character forward now. They, they gotta get those red underwears they, though. They have in comics. Like, you know, they're it's no longer the fortress isn't at Antarctica or whatever anymore. It's somewhere in the mountains. Um, right, it's still like it cha it's changed it's over the years. You know? But yeah, but like when they brought in, like when Jeff Johns and Richard Donner wrote those action comics issues 10 years ago and they brought in the ice fortress and the crystals and all that, I was like, come on, man. Like we can't get past this. But it's no. what people like. Yeah, it's not, huh? but, people... but it's not though. It's what people who buy comic books like because those are the people who were around when those movies what's, came out for years ago. What's wrong with keeping it and just updating it, which is what they're doing? But right? they're not. Like, but that if you're using the same aesthetic, you're not updating it. You're just putting a different actor in the suit. He doesn't have red underwear anymore. Oh well, no, he that does. makes it completely Where are you different. Right, does he? In yeah, the that comics, brought all that back. Yeah, but not on the well, show. In, in the, on the yeah, Supergirl show, he does reborn thing, but like the in the show, he doesn't. So no. there. But, but that's the thing. Like this was this was <laughs> so the there. problem with Superman Returns was that it was they still were tied to the old movies. That if if you're a kid that they're trying to get to watch these things, you don't know about them. Or no, you the don't problem care. with Superman Returns is he didn't fucking fight anybody. Like, yeah, that was a problem. He moved, that, he moved that whole planet, though. It wasn't the largest problem. It wasn't a planet. It, it was, was an island. It was the biggest problem continent. for some people, but that's not the planetoid. It's you've got you've got to update. You've got to move forward. Man of Steel, for all its flaws, tried to do that. Um, <sighs> I'm. <laughs> I mean, like they're they're trying. Right, like they they've done. Here's what's interesting: is just speaking of Superman, like what is with the whole DC animated series they're doing, or not series, but they're doing. They just recently did the death of Superman, yes. which they had done ten years ago. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that they, animated movie, and then they did it. They just did it again. Well, and now they're about to do Reign of the Superman. Yeah, it's a little which different. Is weird, like. I understand they're trying to, like, revive 
Superman to a certain degree to bring him to the the modern audience. And and like this Arrowverse thing is cool. Like I think that's a good way of doing it. That probably similar in the way that Lois and Clark did in the nineties. Um, trying to tap into a different audience. Um, but like are, are they just throwing as much spaghetti against the wall as possible? No, I it's it's different audiences. They they to me what it looks like they're doing with the animated films is those are designed for comic fans. They're not designed mm-hmm. to draw in new fans. They're draw, they're mm-hmm. drawing in they're doing animated versions of iconic comic stories for fans. So like they've done uh have they done Court of the Owls yet? They've done like a bunch of they're doing iconic comic book storylines whereas Yeah, they did do Court of the Owls, yeah. but they combined it with like a it was like the uh a Batman and Robin, like right. White Knight versus Dark right. Knight, and then they did like they did Flashpoint, and they've done you know they've done things like that. Whereas ten years ago, when they did the Superman Doomsday movie, the animated movie, it was kind of like, all right, at this at that time, their goal was we're going to make animated movies of our stuff. That goal sort of changed, and so if have you ever seen that old Superman Doomsday one? It's it's very so different. Hard. It's very yeah. different from the comic book because there's no four Superman. The 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 pretender right. Superman looks just like him. It's a clone. Like it's di- very different. This new thing is like almost a direct adaptation yeah. of the comic books. So it's it's achieving this new goal that they have with the direct to video movies. Now, I don't like the fact that they're thinking about doing this Arrowverse Superman show. Um, there's a reason they've kept Batman off the table for that, those guys. Like they've mentioned him, and I don't mind them having a Superman in the universe. But you give him his own show, you take him off the table for the movies, because Superman is so iconic. People are not they're they're going to get confused by having two of them at the same time. This was the argument for years about why they didn't let WB do like Smallville was not Superman. So it was okay to be on the air at the same time as they were making a Superman movie. Um, I, a, I don't really like the Arrowverse. I think the Arrowverse is silly and it's too fan servicey and it's hokey. And to me, it's like, if you're going, if you, if your goal is by putting another show with a character of this high a profile in that universe, to me, the goal you're saying now we have given up, trying to bring this to the mass audience. We're going to focus only on the fans and that's it. We only care about the people who already know our stuff and like our stuff. And we are, yeah, we don't, that's, I'm not sure about... that's really true though, because I mean, not, not that it's not true, but there's definitely the Arrowverse definitely does a lot more to bringing the casual fan to comics. Cause does I mean, it? Th- does it, it does. Though? I mean, like, I I think it does because, like, I'll just use my work friends for example. Sure. I'll, like, multiple of them have want nothing to do with comics, but they love watching the Arrowverse stuff. Um, and it it really confused them when, like, Flash wasn't Flash in the Justice League movie. Right. Uh, so you know, like, so what they. Sh- should do is just find the because like television because you're not necessarily paying for it in a sense is more available to the average person shouldn't they 
so so in essence they, they they already are just sort of playing to the casual viewer right by taking the most sort of essence of all the characters without bogging it down with a bunch of weirdness the way they the the Snyderverse did yeah but the, i think the shows have their own amount of weirdness it's just a different kind of weirdness i mean the shows but, are too comic booky for me most of the time they're very hokey and yeah, it's confusing to have one of the movies. Like that, don't they? I mean, like, isn't that what people expect of comic movies aside from, I mean, I like. I don't think so. Dark I really, Knight aside. I really don't think so because look at, A, look at the Nolan movies, okay? But the I don't think the Marvel movies are hokey. They're comic booky in that they're entertaining, but I wouldn't call them hokey. I think they're. They're hokey in a mature way. Okay. I mean, like, I don't, I, but I don't think the CW shows are that. I think the CW shows are just hokey. And it's just like, oh, hey, here's Deathstroke because that's a guy in the comic books. So you're going to be like, oh, cool, it's Deathstroke. But it, they give no, like, it's not, it's not done well. It's not written well. The, 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 the scripts are not very good most of the time. Um, like, I, I, I bailed on Arrow in, the first season and Flash last season yeah, of Flash was awful. Like I hated the last season of the Flash. I don't even know if I'm gonna watch this one. And they've burned through all the good Flash villains at this point. They've gotten rid of them. Whoa, whoa, who are you to doubt Savator? They already burned through that guy too. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> my that's my point. Right. He, exactly. He wasn't great. No, they they already got through the thinker. They're done. That's it. <laughs> it's over. You burn through Zoom. You burn through Reverse Flash twice. Like, that's it. We're done. There's no more. And all the other smaller villains are already either dead or in jail on that show. <laughs> Why don't they... I mean, Smallville lasted how many seasons? Smallville went 10 years, but Smallville, for the first five years, didn't do all that fan service stuff. You didn't start seeing... Yeah, it was unwatchable. You didn't start seeing Zod and Impulse and Cyborg and Aquaman until the last five seasons when they started to put Clark in those ridiculous costumes to avoid yeah. just making him Superman at that point. Yeah, but again, that show was unwatchable for the first five seasons. And see, too. I thought yeah, the show was unwatchable the for the last five seasons. It's because you have no soul. No, it's because I'm not, I'm not turned on by just, hey, I know that guy from the comic books. Like I want but a good story. That's why I watch these shows. It's because I know that guy I watch, from the comics. That's, that's why I like I, I the want Justice a, Society ones. I actually want a good story. I don't want to just hey, I, that's a guy in a costume that I recognize from paper. Like what? What's the point of that? Makes me feel good. If that it's I bought not an, if it's not an entertaining story, then what is the point of using these characters? It needs to be there to validate my nerddom. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Why? Why, why you? Why you gotta? Why you gotta be such a town? <laughs> and it's not that. It's I care about these things lasting. And the problem is these CW shows—they're the highest-rated shows on that network, but they're not highly rated. People don't like. The only people who watch them are people who like comics but are too lazy to read comics. Or are already comic fans. And if you put a Superman show on television because of the confusion factor, like you mentioned, Chris, they are not going to do Superman movies. You're basically saying, all right, Superman is not going to be on the big screen for X number of years. That's it. Look at how, because they've got a, they've got a Flash show, look at how hard they've had to try to make a Flash movie that's gone. They've fired three directors and four writers at this point because they can't figure out a way to make it different from the show that's been on TV for four years. 
But why do they need to make it different? That's just it. because it's, it's a like, different actor and a different like they have to because it's a different universe, so to speak. If it's the same thing, why do it? They made they made a mis DC made a mistake. They made a mistake that Marvel didn't make in not tying the TV and movie universes together. Okay, so if they're gonna stay on that path of keeping them separate, then the movies need to be different from the shows. So, like, having a Flash show and having a Flash movie, not a good idea at the same time. And so, by putting a Superman show on TV, you're basically saying, all right, well, whatever Superman movie we make is either going to be terrible and confuse people, or it's just never going to happen while the show's on TV. Maybe, they, I mean, maybe that's the plan, right? It so could be. It could be. They, and that's like, they're trying to rebuild an audience for the Superman character with Man of Steel being so fresh. Especially him being there for Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. Like, I mean, he, he's Cable is this generation Superman. Like, we will all admit that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and people like him in the part. Like, it's it's you know he maybe he doesn't want to do it anymore or whatever. So but, I mean, maybe they just need they're trying to give it five years. But if you're but trying they, to they give keep it the re relevant. It's Superman. He's never not going to be relevant. That logo is like, it's iconic. Like it's not, he's never, people know that name no matter what. So it's like, you're going to put a, you're going to put a mediocre show on TV for what, seven years, maybe. And then you're going to put a movie out and you're, people are going to be like, well, is, is the guy from the TV show playing him in the movie? No. So, whoa. Okay. Why, why are we doing that then? Like people said that when they made Superman returns, like, Oh, is Tom Welling playing Superman in that movie? No. I, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, they, they, they either needed to tie them together or they need to make them so different and not, try not to overlap characters as much as, as much as they can. Or at least differentiate them so much. Like, okay, Barry Allen is the Flash on TV. Then do movies with Wally. Or with Jay. Or with a different Flash. Well, okay, so here's here's the one problem. Superman. Here's the one problem that you aren't focusing on here, Tom, more than anything, honestly. <clears throat> DC did this to themselves in that, and we've already mentioned, yes, that's that's what happened, but they went out of their way to be like, no, the two universes don't sync up. One has nothing to do with the other. We're not doing X or Y. It's not it's not what you think. Right? Right. The problem being that once you tell everybody, no, 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 this is not that, then you open yourself up for your own company to do dumb moves like this. Right, right. But they're all like they're all involved in these decisions. So then they're 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 it's clear they're signaling to us that they're done making Superman movies for a while. Probably. Even though they've already kind of said that anyway. Well, they haven't said it, but it's kind of like, well, if Henry Cavill's not Superman anymore, they're going to have to let it rest. That that bums me the fuck out. Hmm. Well, that I can understand for sure. Because that's it's it's ridiculous to me that they can't get that character on its feet in a feature film series. It just makes no sense to me at all. But that's me. A lot of people don't feel that way. And there are a lot of people who feel Superman lends himself better to a television series. I disagree, 
but a lot of comic book comic book characters in general feel like that because comics are episodic. So T and TV is. So it makes it makes some sense to do it that way, but like Marvel has done it I can't I hate doing that. I hate and and there are DC fans who just cringe every time anyone says that that Marvel did it the right way, but they really have most of the time. They took the street level guys and who have more episodic storylines and worlds and put them on TV. And they took the ones that do the big cosmic shit and put them in the movies. And they even did that pretty well episodically. And, yeah, and they do yeah, in terms of the series and tying them all together, they've figured out a way to make that work. But it's it's they've kept them while they're in the same universe and the stuff one's you know, one set does affects the others, they don't necessarily cross over that much at all. Um, and that's okay. But it seems to work. And and Warner Brothers set out to do it a completely different way for whatever reason. And they've I think they've painted themselves into a corner now. Mm, I would agree with that. Plus the guy just doesn't look like Superman to me. Okay. Ah, finally. God, He's, I knew we'd get there eventually. He needs I those knew fake, the big fake uh, Zach Levi muscles. Oh I God, knew don't you go there. I knew eventually we would get finally to the real problem. Thank you, Tom. I, I didn't know if we'd get there on this episode, but I knew we'd get there if we just kept letting you run. And I, I'm glad you did it. Well done. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. We got another little tidbit. Uh, we got another a detail about maybe what HBO's Watchmen show is going to be. Um, yes. Because we know it's not an adaptation and we know it's not a reboot. And we know it's not a really sort of a reimagining. <laughs> and it's not even really a sequel, but apparently it sort of is because <laughs> Jeremy Irons, uh, who plays Alfred in the Warner Brothers DC Comics movies, is playing Ozymandias, an older version of Ozymandias in the Watchmen series on HBO. So we know at least this, may, this takes place sometime after the time period seen in the Watchmen comic story um, well no we just know that jeremy irons is playing ozymandias well what i'm saying is it takes place sometime after that time period but not necessarily sometime after that story oh okay fair enough i see where you're going with yeah that. so uh and we know gene smart from the show fargo is going to be in the show as a quote-unquote mysterious fbi agent but there are some folks that uh the rumor is that her character's name is agent blake Blake. Yeah, and that name carries some weight in the Watchmen universe as it's the last name of the comedian, Edward Blake. So no word on whether that that's not unconfirmed. It's just a rumor. So no word if she's connected in any way. Um, but uh, the show's not coming out till sometime next year. It's gonna be a little while. Um. I'm going to go ahead and say this uh, to the chagrin of whoever's interested in my chagrins. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Look, one, I, I think part of a, a lot of this mess is because they don't want to say what this is yet. Once we find out what it is, I think a lot of that stuff's going to go away and then the show can stand on its merits. <laughs> if there are. Yeah. Any. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Look, man, it's HBO. It's not like HBO doesn't make bad shows. Oh, you you enjoyed The Leftovers. A lot of people did. I didn't watch it, but critics liked it, and there it has some very, very passionate fans. Yeah, John from Cincinnati had an amazing season, right? The critics liked that one, too, but people didn't watch it. I'm just saying, they don't make a lot of bad shows. <laughs> they but make a like, lot fewer of them uh, than they Animals used to. Animals is fantastic, right? I, I cannot sit through that show. Yeah. <laughs> Who are they playing to? Like, what is the, like... I don't, I don't even under, because Watchmen, it doesn't get more like fan service than Watchmen, right? Yeah, I mean, they've got, I think what they're looking at is, okay, we have, we have an audience that watches Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is ending. They, I think they understand that there is some overlap between the Game of Thrones audience and the comic book audience. And so mm-hmm. they're trying to keep those eyeballs as much as they can, because I mean, like, okay. is this going to like? Because Watchmen was like a deconstruction of like comics. Yeah, but this people don't really care about that. It's just that this is also a sort of sci-fi heightened kind of thing. It's not a you know, it's not reality. It takes place in a heightened kind of thing. So it's it's a fantasy, much like Game of Thrones is, just a different type of fantasy. So Game of Thrones is ending. The spinoff is probably not coming for, what, a year or two after that? So they've got to keep those folks around and keep those subscribers. Like Watchmen ended, just the comic ended so definitively. And and, in many many people's eyes, perfectly, right? Even in the movie ended so definitively. Yeah. Like, Well, I mean, look, the world continued to exist thereafter. So there's some there's a story there to be told. Something happened. Right. I mean, is it? Is I, get, it I mean, and we'll be, we'll decide he didn't if it's die. Worth, right. I right. Mean, right. Exactly. So I, is he still there, illuminating the world as he see fit? Maybe. Well, I mean, I, there we go. So there's some questions that they could answer if they if that's what they're doing. So I mean, there's there's a story there, whether it's a good story. We'll have to be the judge when we see the show. Right. And there's Alan Moore not involved oh, no. at all. Right? No, no. <laughs> Just muttering to himself Are you somewhere. kidding? Alan right. Moore like, is like, I will gladly cash your check, but keep my name off of this. I don't even know if he'll accept money for these Watchmen things. Anymore. I don't think he does. I think he's like, just give it all to Gibbons, right? Right. It's kind of, I think it's kind of like that. He's like, look, Watchmen was a comic thing. I, I do cannot support you putting it in any, in any other medium. Yeah, and I, let alone like, a prequel to it. A prequel or a sequel or day, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> the pre-sequel. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, we'll find out in a year, I guess. Okay. Hmm. Before we get to the big finish here, are you guys watching The Walking Dead anymore? No, I no, to, I, I, no. I've been I need to find to. other people to talk about it with. I um, I I have every intention of watching it, but right now we're just caught up in Daredevil, uh, so which is very good, by the way. Um, still the strongest of all the Netflix series. Yes, all two of them. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. Um, but no, is it 
uh, I have not been keeping up right. with. I have every intention of it. So are you going to spoil it? Uh, I'm not. Uh, I mean, are you guys familiar with what happened this season? We've talked about it on the show that Andrew Lincoln was leaving. Yeah, I know that he's leaving. He's, I don't know the who, right, what, where, and, when, and why. I'm not, and I'm not going to spoil that for you. But, uh, I mean, Chris might care. I sure as hell okay. don't. No, well, I mean, it's, here's, it... what I'll, here's what I will say. Last week was Rick Grimes' final episode of The Walking Dead. Um, right. If you've been on the internet in the past week, you may know or have read what is going to be next for the Rick Grimes character. Um, but his exit uh, has set up a whole new status quo for the show that I think makes it a lot more interesting than the show has been in several years. Hmm. Okay. Um, you said you do not know whether it's related to the comic or not, or you do? Um, I'm not sure whether it's related to the comic because I know in the comic books, he's still very much a part of the, the story. So, yes, I'm, so this but is different. so are so many others. Yeah. 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 yeah there's yeah, already yeah, vast differences of who's there and who's gone between the show and the comic. I'm only um, as far as the Whisperer War in comics. Okay, so well, it's, apparently it's to... the Whisperer storyline is something that they're going to see, that they've revealed we're going to see this season, in the back half of this season. Oh, okay. So I don't know where that lines up with what just happened on the show or not, but um, obviously they had to come up with something new to get Rick out of the story because he's not out of right. the story in the comic books. Um, but... I, I, it's, it's already been made news. So what I will tell you is that Andrew Lincoln is going to do three Rick Grimes movies for AMC over the course of the next several years. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so they're going to do big budget features that are going to be on AMC. The first one starts shooting next year that will tell what happens next for Rick. Um, and they've also said they're going to do other limited series and movies and things uh, on AMC in the Walking Dead universe that don't that are from other countries in the universe. Some of them tell backstories of characters. Some of them may jump ahead in time. Um, hmm. But they're opening up the universe a lot wider uh, than uh, we've initially seen it before. Well, I think that's cool, but I also think that's three years too late. Yeah, this is... You may be right, because the ratings have dipped the last couple of seasons. Well, I, I, I think Fear the Walking mm -hmm. Dead was a great, great idea. Um, and I thought that that was going to sort of be the beginning of we've got a lot of new stuff that we're going to start doing. And I was really looking forward to it. But ultimately, it just looked like that that just sort of came to be. And then, OK, now we don't know what to do. But there was a lot of cool, like, potential happenings there. And then it all just got very cold very fast. And honestly, I lost interest. I lost interest in that show after season one, but I'm told. Oh, yeah, I was. I'm told that season three, the show got really interesting because that show still does okay ratings, and there are a lot of people who like it. I, I didn't know it was still on. Yeah, it's still on. It's on in the. It's it comes on during main Walking Dead's hiatus. So like Walking Dead season finale airs, and then the following week is the season premiere of Fear the Walking Dead. Generally, um, but. They just ended season four, I guess, of Fear. I w I've been told season three, it got good again. Season four, Morgan joined that show. He left the main show and went to... Uh, Wait, that doesn't... 
Well, there was a time. Well, the jump. timelines, the timelines move almost in. They're almost well, at the exact same time. Well, they oh, were. Are they really? Well, okay, when, they when were. Fear, they were. They were when I was watching. Yes, when I thought fear, fear led into yeah, regular Walking Dead. When Fear started, Fear was a prequel, and then somewhere between season three and four, they jumped it forward to be in the same time period as the regular show. Really? Yeah. So then, uh, after last season, Morgan left the main walking dead show and he's now like on fear the walking dead he's a regular on that show now hmm. okay so, that's... I'm, I'm told the cast of the of fear has also changed drastically from the original cast uh, yeah. yes yes there's there's quite the funny story about that in fact so yeah um but yeah um there are a lot of people who really like it i haven't watched it in some time um but that was the first step in what they were trying to do and now They've sort of gotten their ducks in a row staffing-wise behind the scenes to make it happen. Uh, so they're doing it. But you may be right, Rick. They may be three years too late because it's not the. It's still the highest-rated show on cable, but it's no longer the highest-rated show on TV. And it was for a while. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, but is that pie overall just bigger, though? Like, is just I mean, yeah, Walking streaming... Dead as a, an overall franchise between Fear and it's still making it shit ton of money i'd imagine absolutely. right like it's it's a yes yes it absolutely is making a ton of money it's still amc's biggest hit so by far um so amc is going to take a crack at spending a lot more money on making these rick grimes movies and i would imagine if the first one doesn't do well then we won't see the other two um but they're saying there's going to be three um and they're right now they're saying at least the first one is going to be on AMC, but they're not saying whether the others will be theaters or on some sort of streaming service. That's or interesting. Whatever. Like because when we say big budget, is is there a difference between big budget for theaters versus big budget for well, straight to television? They're you know? saying there is, of course, but they're saying this is going to have a feature film budget. Now, whether that means a TV feature film budget, probably, but you're still looking at significantly more than they would spend on the series okay and they is also what, mean i think they need? also mean like the scope of the story is bigger tv show stories because they're episodic and you have longer to tell them the episodes tend to be smaller stories but a movie what the the old adage i like is when you watch a when you watch a movie you are watching generally speaking the most important significant day in that main character's life Right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas when you watch a television show, that's not always the case because it's spread out. The story's spread yeah. out I mean, like, over a lot farther. Yeah, 24 captured that perfectly, right? Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, 24 was a movie that they broke up into 24 parts. It was kind of interesting. I'm, I'm curious. I mean, like, I'd, I definitely have to catch up on The Walking Dead now. Um, I'm just not... Man, the, the, are we really milking this this much now? They might Is be. That, they might be. Or, or they might not be. I will tell you this. I was ready to... I was basically saying, okay, this is Rick Grimes' last season. I'm like, after la last season was kind of boring, I was like, all right, I'll stick around to see what happens after because last season was the all-out war with Negan and the Saviors. Yeah. Um, so I was but like, all right, I want to see how they handle after. And then when I found out Rick, like they were getting rid of the Rick Grimes character, I was like, all right, this season is it for me. I'm done. 
and I was still on that page. And then what they did, the way they wrote Rick out of the show, I was like, okay, I'm excited. I want to see what happens now. And then the new status quo that they've set up for the series going forward, I was like, I really want to see what happens next. Like I'm, I'm on board at least for the rest of this season and potentially more if I like what they've done, but it's, it's gotten my interest back. Whereas okay. it, had, it had almost lost it. I'm very curious just because the whole, um, just being familiar with the comics of, I know like there were quite a few flash forwards and it, it definitely lent itself to a whole new world from the comics. So yeah. like, cool. All right. Okay. Yeah. So it's, no, I would I'm, say it's worth, you, you've done your job pimping AMC. Yeah. It's worth to, catching to up. Foos. It's worth catching up if you haven't watched in a while, or at least, at least maybe catch up on Wikipedia and watch the first four shows from this season. Yeah. And see if you like them. Um, but, uh, but all everything through last season is on Netflix now. Oh really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They've everything, everything up to this current season is on Netflix. All right, I've seen that there's no Marvel thing for me to watch on Netflix. Maybe that's something to catch up on. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's move on. Rick, what's pissing you off? Uh, well, Tom, I'll tell you. It's it's quite simple this week. It's people who I rely on to do a job, but are not interested in doing their job. <laughs> this is not what you think it might be. Okay. Um, I went to a Publix recently. Shout out to Publix. Wanted me, uh, wanted to get me a pub sub. And uh, I get to the counter, and uh, there's a young woman who's already helping some person. So, you know, waiting your turn to get your pub sub. And some dude walks up and is like, oh, hello, sir. Uh, did you uh, want a sub? And I said, yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. I'm looking to get a couple of veggie subs. He says, okay, uh, no problem. Uh, did you want a hole? I said, yeah, let me get a hole and a half. Okay, both wheat, or did you want... Yeah, 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 both wheat. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? Uh, do you mind if I replenish some of these uh, condiments? It looks like our condiments are a little low. Uh, what? Yeah, dude, sure, whatever. Go ahead, replenish away. I, I look down, and sure enough, they're out of lettuce. So I'm like, all right, so I guess he wants to put more lettuce in there before he starts making my veggie sub. That makes sense. So he goes, he goes behind the counter for like a minute and he gets a bag of lettuce and he opens the bag of lettuce and he puts it on. I'm like, all right, bag of lettuce is secure. Must be time to make Rick sub, right? Now well, looks like the pickles are a little low too. So my dude needs to go ahead and, you know, refurbish some pickles real quick. So now the pickles, uh, they're, they're back in business. And now the bell peppers and the banana peppers and there's okay. And he's busting out the tomato. The tomatoes need to be sliced. Uh-huh. Okay, finally, at this point, the uh, young woman who was helping the other guest looks over at me and realizes that my dude still hasn't started working on my sub. And she says, um, sir, I'll uh, I'll just go ahead and get your sub started um, while uh, uh, John is finishing up over here, whatever the guy's name was. And I said, yeah, great. I'm just trying to get some veggie subs. And uh, she says, OK. And she starts working on my one sub. And this dude like busts out a box of mushrooms. I didn't even know you could get mushrooms on your pub sub. Like that, that had never even crossed my mind as, a, as an option. And he busts out a box of mushrooms and starts chopping up the mushrooms. Oh. <laughs> and it's at this point that um, she finishes my first sub and starts working on the other one. And the guy just wanders off completely. And I just look around and I, I, her name was destiny and God bless her. And I said, you know, destiny, I, uh, I really appreciate you. Um, 
you know, making my sandwich for me. Thank you. That was very nice of you. I don't know how much longer I was going to have to wait. And I really appreciate you doing that. And she goes, oh, it's it's no problem. And I said, yeah, no, it, it's no problem. But I appreciate you doing it because I'd like to go home sometime. <laughs> You're, you are a hostage of the public's deli. Is that what you're telling me? I mean, can you think of any other way to explain that? Like, what the hell was I supposed to do in that situation? Uh, nothing. Yeah. It's either I mean, it's either you leave with no subs or or you stay. Yeah. Like, what the hell, man? That's amazing that this guy was so not interested in working in the five minutes that I was there. And here's the kicker. This poor girl who uh, was, you know, kind enough to help me, right? Yeah, she was supposed to have already left. Like, some other guy comes by, I guess her manager or something, and he goes, oh, Destiny, what are you still doing here? You need to go clock out. Your shift's over. And uh, he goes, thanks for helping the, helping out. And the guy's, like, talking to me, and you know, welcome to Publix and all this other stuff. And this other dude, he just wandered off, just, you know, went and took his 10 or whatever it was. <laughs> This poor girl had to help because she's like me. If you're at, at, at work, you're, you're going to do your job. <sighs> Just made me furious. What a weird situation. I, I, I'm Is trying it? to find some sort of like excuse for him. Like... <laughs> I mean, I isn't mean, it obvious that he just didn't want to do his job? No, it could, it could, it could, could have, I don't know, ADD. I, there could have been some issue. I that that's sort of I like. That's the only. That's the only explanation I can think of besides yours. That's it. It's just it's bizarre. It's one or the other. Like yeah, like I I don't think it's warrant warrants putting that much energy into it. Like the dude just clearly <laughs> wasn't there to to work that day, or oh, at least yeah. in that five minutes that I was there. But obviously he was to do other things. Well, I think it just was more to do with the fact that he was just going to go out of his way to slowly, but surely make sure that I, that he didn't have to do anything. I just think that was his, that was his plan. His plan was to figure out a way to not work that day as much as humanly possible. But he was still doing stuff. That's the weird part. He cut tomatoes. He replenished stuff. Maybe he doesn't like making subs. Maybe. Like I don't maybe know. that's Find the thing. Like maybe he slowed things. down like you think. Like he chose to do all that crap, knowing that by the time like he wouldn't be done before she finished the other sub and she'd have to make yours. Oh, that much was obvious. Like, I mean, this was clearly like this this was a as far as I'm concerned, this was a calculated situation where my, my dude was certainly not interested in helping me out one way or the other. So he was gonna do whatever it took to make sure that he didn't have to keep going. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Don't feel like I'm wrong. If this were an episode of, of Curb Your Enthusiasm, you would have made a bigger stink about it, I think. You know, also, I just wanted my damn sandwich. <laughs> Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey. What's pissing you off? This. It's such a weird thing to me. It doesn't piss me off. It, it annoys me, I guess, like heavily annoys me. But, like, we've entered the season. Right? Yes, yes. And there's always... I, I Traditionally, I always thought of the holiday season to be after Thanksgiving. It, it is. <laughs> it, it very it, much is. Agreed. But then there was, like, this sort of, like, weird, like, counterinsurgency of, like, it's after Halloween. 
but then like there's like the counter counter insurgency of like keep the fucking holidays after thanksgiving and then I, I i don't know i just don't even know anymore but either way it it's just it's annoying like and maybe it's just because i ha- i have people who aren't entirely too proud to be i don't know it was like before thing like bts and like ATs, like after Thanksgivingers and stuff, like it just—it's annoying to, that. Here's here's my thing about like the holiday season, right? Like, why does it require a specific season for you to feel joyful? Right, like, oh, it's the holidays now. I can be fucking happy about everything because I've got a goddamn tree up, or the cases, right? Like, if. If you want to feel good all the time, and it, for some reason you have to like express that via decorations and music and fucking candles or whatever the case is, should you just do it all the time? Does that mean you're necessarily like miserable the rest of the time? Like I, I don't get that. I mean, so at the same time, I have to step back as an adult and say, if it makes people feel good, then so be it, right? I, I just it's annoying and it it's and it seems like it's getting pushed back more and more every year because the the BTs just tend to be a little bit more louder more louder Ugh. it's it's causing me to use poor grammar um and and they're they just are more persistent about it but at some point I don't know it'll get pushed back to like 4th of July and they're just Maybe, and then I guess at some point it will just be year-round, which is what I hope for all along, I guess, because then at that point people will just express their joy year-round instead of waiting for it to be one month. But, yeah, it's not, I don't know. It doesn't really piss me off. Like I said, it's annoying more than anything. But, Tom? Ah, yes. Yes, yes. What, what's what's pissing you off? Oh, let's see. Um, Hypocrisy. That's what's pissing me off, but that's what's always pissing me off, really. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, people who don't like things being counted. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's go with that. People who think that because they get told, people who think that uh, because they get told an unofficial thing on a night that that means everything's over and they don't understand the concept of mail. Were you chastising me for the, something like this earlier in the show? I was, and I'm being vague, and I'm done now. I'm not going to get any further into it. People who people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Look the bottom. The look. The bottom line is, if you are an American, then you want all the votes to be counted, no matter what, who wins or loses, that the people's voice is heard. That's all. And I would say that if. I wasn't a member of a party that was losing a race or if I was a member of one that was winning a race. I don't care. The votes get counted. It's not a football game. Just because mm, it... you got told that on the day of the event, that doesn't mean that's actually... And I, I honestly, I blame the news media that I used to be a part of for this because we tell people these unofficial results on the night of the election all the time and never outline for people what the process is. And if you're not part of the process, you don't know. So it's not necessarily people's fault that they're ignorant that counting always continues for days after election day. This is not anything new. 
It just so happens that a lot of races across the country are very close. That's it. That's the only difference now. And if you live in Florida for any length of time, you should fucking know that. <laughs> very odd state. Very yeah. confused. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's what's what's pissed me off the most this week. Uh, Rick, what'd you learn? Uh, I learned that uh, people who work in medical fields of specific backgrounds are actually right about certain things, and you need to listen to them. Oh, you mean, um, you mean experts know what they're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So as you guys know, my side hustle has uh, been selling plasma for a while now, and I'm, I'm making you know almost a thousand bucks doing that in the last two months, and that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> well, I have a schedule where I go in at like seven in the morning, I do the plasma thing, I come back to my house, I have a nice hearty breakfast, lots of good proteins, I chill, and then uh, on Saturdays I go to the gym or I go and do things and you know wait for my wife to get back from work or whatnot. Uh, well, this week I decided to do X before Y. Uh, specifically, I I did the plasma thing, and then I went to the gym. Uh, I had breakfast. Oh. I went, yeah, yeah. I had breakfast because uh, you gotta have the most important meal of the day. Um, <laughs> so I had breakfast, and then I went and I did the plasma thing, and then I went to the gym. Oh, that seems like a poor choice. <laughs> And uh, after about two minutes of very mild jumping jacks, I was certain I was going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. I was fairly confident of that, actually, <laughs> that my death was more than imminent. Uh, <laughs> more than imminent. More than imminent. It was unstoppable at that point. <laughs> But I couldn't, and while I'm lying there, like, you know, after doing uh, literally, so this is my, this is what I did. I did 10 jumping jacks, 10 seal claps, 10 crossovers, uh, or no, we did 20 of those, sorry, 20 of each. And then we started doing some like, some like double taps when you run. So like tippy tap, tippy tap, tippy tap. I couldn't catch my breath. My hands were going numb. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. So I'm sitting down, like my coach comes over, like, what happened? I don't know. I'm just going to sit down. I'm old. I'm dying. So, you know, whatever, whatever, I can't figure it out. And then I look down at my arm and I still have the bandage on my arm. And I'm like, you know, oh. you know, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. Mm -hmm. And I proceeded to spend the rest of the day just sort of like sitting at home, slowly drinking Pedialyte, wondering what I'd done to myself. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, what did you learn this week? I'm um, going back to Tom's point. I learned this week on um, actually the, the the past week and a half or almost two weeks. I had, I had early voted that there's a reason why, and it didn't really apply in this case. But like things like the electoral college sort of matter, um, because in discussion with. Uh, let's say uh, nine people in the office, six of the people who all planned on voting that quite literally not everybody should be allowed to vote. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally learned that uh, of which I think my, my sort of like strongly held opinion about it, about being a properly informed voter swayed their their planned behavior at the polls. Um, I had some friends and coworkers 
who literally had intentions of going to the polls and making a, if you want to call it, informed decision of who they're going to vote for for certain offices, but they verbatim said that they're going to Christmas tree everything else, to which mm-hmm. I literally lost my mind and and told them just honestly, if that's what you're planning on doing, you have every right to do so, but if you respect my opinion as a citizen and your friend, then you should literally just stay home and don't vote. Or because don't vote the races you don't know. You can do that, too. That, that too, right? But Like, like 14,000 people did in Bavard County and only voting for the agricultural commissioner. But that's uh, neither here nor there. Please continue, uh, Chris. Uh, uh, so either way, that it, it, it blew my mind that, that's, that people, you know, on, on Veterans Day of all days, we're discussing this. <laughs> they just to play the patriot card a little bit that there are people who literally fight for our rights to do this and to me to even think about doing something so disrespectful is just it, I, I couldn't even imagine doing it like you just said tom there were some amendments and some offices that i either didn't care enough about or weren't informed enough or wasn't informed enough about to vote on so i just left it blank and all the ones that I did, I, I voted for and whatnot. And to which my coworkers said, oh, you can do that? Which sent me into some other tirade about <laughs> literally how, like, this is insane that they're all 30 plus years old and potentially for the past 12 years at this point have been being completely civilly irresponsible. And, 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 and it, it, anyways, so yeah, I, I learned that this week, which, and I suspect that that happens a lot more than just within the realm of oh, my yeah. office. We have a system so. that's set up to, it makes it incredibly difficult to make an informed decision when you vote, in addition to making it difficult to vote in the first place. Right. Like we don't teach civics in school anymore. Unless you take like a government class, and that's not yeah, unless required you elect all the to take time. that yeah. wheel or whatever it's you know, um, it's a shame. It's it's and it's terrifying. Yeah, you know, and we, the we information is hard to come by in the first place. Like a lot of times, like yeah, you want to be informed about like who your soil and water commissioner is going to be because it's actually kind of an important job. But most of those people don't have enough money to even make a fucking website. Yeah, so that was I, I learned that this week, which was it, it. I always suspected that the public is generally uneducated, mm-hmm. but it just solidified it to yeah. me. But so, um, Tom. Yeah. Not not to bring things down, but did you learn anything this week? Yeah, I mean, I did. It's kind of it's similar to yours. I I, I learned that we're 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 set up the the whole our whole process is set up to maintain ignorance in a lot of ways, not maybe not even intentionally, but it's set up that way. It's set up to make it difficult. Like the barriers of entry to being an informed voter or even running for office are high. Like, um, look at, okay. The, um, it's not just difficult to get information on who to vote for or the amendments. Then things on the ballot are written in a way to confuse you. Oh, yeah. Or, or put things or in there unrelated. Vague. Or, yeah, well, that's a whole other issue. But that's a problem, too. 
but things are written to confuse you because in order to keep the ballot short enough, they can't give tell you exactly everything that the thing that measure is going to do. So they have to have a summary that's approved by a court, I guess, or a board of partisan people or people with a vested interest in you voting a certain way on an issue. So then you've got to do research. And even then, you might even have to do more research than that about who is supporting, which organizations are supporting a measure, because that can tell you a lot about what that measure is going to do. Case in point, the gambling amendment that passed in our state. Um, Disney and the Seminole tribe spent a ton and ton of money to get people to pass that amendment because it really, really makes it hard for anyone to start new gambling enterprises anywhere in the state now because there has to be a statewide vote. If you want to build a new slot machine in Palm Beach County, the whole state has to decide whether you're allowed to do that now. And so that means that Disney, which is opposed to gambling in general and casinos, doesn't get any competition for its resorts and attractions because no new hard to get new casinos. And the Seminole Tribe, which has a monopoly on casino gambling in our state, gets to make it very hard for them to have any competition in that arena. They spent tens of millions of dollars to convince people that this was the right thing to do. But it just makes the process a lot more muddied. You know, there were a lot of amendments to make it harder to increase taxes and fees uh, and or cut taxes and fees. And people think that sounds good. It sounds great, right? But you don't realize that, like, those taxes and fees you're cutting provide police and fire services in your county. So while no one wants to pay higher taxes, we do have to pay some. Some. At some point, if you want things like roads that work and fire and police and public schools. I mean, if you don't, by all means, vote for Socialist propaganda elsewhere, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> or the thing that I find hilarious now is, um, and, and, and agree with her politics or not, the woman in New York who just got elected to Congress, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she became a celebrity because she unseated a 10-term incumbent in the primary. Um, she can't afford to live in D.C. when she takes office in January until she collects her first congressional paycheck. Because housing in D.C. is so expensive. She doesn't currently make enough money to live in New York City, where she lives, and maintain a residence in D.C. where she'll have to live while she works in Congress. People are making fun of her for this. Making fun of her because she doesn't make enough money to go do the thing that she was elected to do. Like, she cleared the two hurdles. Like, she beat, she did it, had a very difficult challenge in a primary by beating an incumbent, a longtime incumbent, and then won a general election, which is not easy for anyone to do, and still has to clear this other hurdle that you never hear about of having to go serve now that people chose her to do her job, do that job. And she's getting sort of vilified for it, saying she's not smart enough. Uh, to have figured out how to have a job and a place to live doesn't make any sense. But that's the thing. We create these bars that we don't even know we've made because we don't hear about them uh, to help regular people have a say in the process. And I think that's all anyone really wants, but we don't realize that sometimes we have to vote for and support causes that aren't sexy, like... Updating election machines. 
No law, no group supports that. No group wants to spend money on that. But we learned now that that's kind of an important fucking thing to have. That's what I learned this week. Rick, if people want to find us on Twitter, how can they do that? <laughs> they can find us at those two jerks. Please make sure you spell out TWO. You Send can your find angry us. tweets to Rick. Yeah, you can find us there, and mostly we're just talking UCF these days, but it's it's been good times. It's been good times. Tom, if they want to join Facebook and uh, take part in Chris's pyramid scheme, how do they do that? <laughs> Be fair, I'm part of that pyramid scheme now, too. Well, bitch, I was one of the first. I'm pretty sure I beat you to it. Anyway, you can go on Facebook.com slash those two jerks. Click like. You'll find out exactly when the uh, the next seven shows will premiere um, and any other little news and tidbits we choose to send your way. Um, you can also email us those two jerks at gmail.com. If you're uh, angry or you just want to, you know, eh, shout into the ether, I'll read it. Chris, if they want to call us and leave a voicemail, how can they do that? Oh, one eight hundred. No, it's three two one. Three two one. Seventy six. Seventy six jerks. There Jerk. you go. Jerks with an S. Jerks. Yeah, seventy six. Okay, so the the fifth digit matters. Yes, right? the dig- Yeah, it matters. So three two one seventy six jerks. That is correct. Please call. You only got about seven episodes left. Cuss us out. Vote. Vote for something. Even though we're not really accepting any polls. No, not really. Not at this time. I just did a poll two days ago on Twitter, guys. Thanks for paying attention. You did. I saw it. I saw it. I appreciated that. I didn't vote in it. I had to recuse myself because of... uh, Yeah. uh, But I I did That's fine. That's fine. You are the, uh, the, the, I don't know, uh, voter general. We'll see. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever that is. Whatever that is. All right. That's all for us this week. Uh, We'll be back next week, unless it rains. Then we're staying home. Yes. (laughs) Then we're staying home. Or, at least until, uh, oh boy, at least until man walks on Mars. There we go. And you need my help this week. I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah, look at that. I I reached the shelf all by myself today. Yeah, yeah, I got you one of those reacher arms. It's great. It's great. It's got the little claw on the end. It's fantastic. I got that in my pocket, (laughs) fisherman. I'm all set. (laughs) All right. So at least until man walks on Mars, we will remain those two jerks. See you next time.